I miss Sigonati Manchancha. You know, I'm not that there's anything wrong with who who am I getting who am I getting power alerts from now? I'm getting power alerts from Daphne Moquena, ESCOM spokesperson, and nothing wrong with her voice, nothing wrong with what she's doing in terms of um professional performance, but I do, I do, I do, I do, I do miss Sigonati Manchancha. Three years uh, he stayed in the job of speaking for ESCOM, and it was probably easier to do so with a straight face at the beginning of that three-year period. must have become increasingly difficult to continue apologizing on behalf of people who were messing things up. Rob Rose, editor of Financial Mail, knew Sikonati, knows Sikonati a lot better than I ever did. Hello, Rob. Hi, how's it going? Um, all right. What do you think of supporting acts at rock concerts? Uh, I think it's a fantastic thing to do. Um, I think it's um, it's a lot like Timber Bavuma has been a supporting act for so many years. If he can make himself a primary act by getting another 100, that's fantastic. What do you think of Jamie Lee Curtis's plea to have <laughs> rock concerts starting at 1 p.m. so you can have a matinee? I think it's fantastic because we're all getting older, right? So I think, you know, for oldies like, like us, it's a good thing to do. Yeah, I might be physically old, Rob Rose, but when it comes <laughs> to my like when, when it comes to my music centre, I am still a sprightly young mad buff. Anyway, yeah, Sikonati, sure. I mean he he did a really, really, really difficult job. I, and I'm talking to Rob Rose because Rob has written in the latest FM a, a tribute, as it were, to Sikonati. He did an increasingly very difficult job with great grace and dignity. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, ESCOM spokesperson must be a, a terrible job to have. I mean, you're confronting state failure in probably the most kind of visceral way out of any job you, you could have in the country every single day. You're having to report by how many, you know, how, how low we are in terms of our energy proficiency behind the bar. And I think that it's, it's really, it was a terrible job to have, but I think he did it pretty well. Um, but I also think it, it's an indication of how you need to have Fantastic communication in a in a ministry in a utility that is fundamental to our lives, but was absolutely is absolutely melting down. I think it's you know in that kind of situation you need to have you need to over communicate um, because people are looking for a chance to you know to find fault and 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 complain about how you're not doing your job because there's no two ways that Eskom hasn't done its job for the last 15 years. Um, I didn't know much about his backstory, so reading your um, your tribute to him was intriguing. I had no idea of the difficult road that he'd had to tread in order to get where he was. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I mean, he basically started as a messenger. He really went to a really bad school. You know, teachers weren't really there at all, um, and he fought his way to the top of his particular profession, journalism. Um, he was the Sunland Financial Journalist of the Year, which is the the biggest accolade for business journalists in 2017 for his coverage on ESCOM. Um, and I think that Sikonati was a guy, you know, who woke up at 3 a.m. to get to work and started as a messenger and, and just really absolutely worked his way um, up to the top of his profession in a way that many of us, you know, myself, you know, a guy who white privilege has been a thing, you know, um, and that obviously isn't a thing that Sikonati had to had and the way he was able to ascend his profession was was an example and and you know illustration of what you can do in society yeah and um, i i um, used to speak to him occasionally on the radio i mean he had a regular slot with my colleague kino Kamis, and sometimes i'd stand mm. in for kino and, and sometimes i'd talk to him and he had a 
a very sophisticated and yet thoroughly human understanding of some very difficult issues in this country. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that Sekinati, um I think that, you know, he unfortunately had a standing slot on most radio programs, which I think he'd rather not have had. He was reporting how we were going to be in stage four and stage five blackouts. Um, but I think that it was, a, it was an extremely difficult thing to do for a long time, and I think that um, he did very well. And I just think that, you know, Eskim in this particular juncture needs to realize how important communication has been over the last couple of years and how important it will be as we hopefully step down from this particular stage of load shedding. But I think that when you're in a situation where a government utility is melting down to this extent, you need to you need to be on the front foot to a far greater extent. And I think that nobody... Yeah, I mean, I think that Andre de Reiter personally hired him and backed him to do that job. And I think that now that Andre de Reiter's gone, it was inevitable that Sikhanati would go. And it's now at quite a precarious stage, communication-wise, for his school. We're talking, Rob, about somebody we both like and admire, so this is it feels a little difficult to raise this. But is there a point at which um, it is ethically wrong to continue to speaking for, to, to continue to speak for an organisation which is as problematic as ESCOM has been for a while? I think there is definitely a point at which which it's ethically wrong, but that's when you're required to lie. I think that in Sekinati's case, he wanted to go there, find out what it was like from the inside, and tell the truth about where things were. I think if ESCOM had told him not to speak about certain things, to cover up the truth, the point about having someone like that who was its biggest critic, ESCOM's biggest critic for years, is that you trusted him not to lie about things like that. Um, and I think that part of the appeal of having Sekinati there for Andre de Reiter is that people trusted in the fact that were there things that were being covered up, he wouldn't do it for them. He would resign, and that would be a big red flag. So I think that certainly in companies, certain companies, government departments, you know, you wouldn't want to be in a position where you have to deceive the world, and that would certainly be ethically incorrect. But um, I think it was probably a sign that, that ESCOM was doing all it could at that particular time that, that he was able to do what he did. Rob Rose, editor of the Financial Mail, thank you very much for talking to us this afternoon.